Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time frame you'll be listening to this podcast. This is your boy, your brother in Christ, Brother D with another. Guess what, guys? The Breakers official podcast or the Breakers podcast. Um, as you guys know, last year we ended the title Generational Changes official podcast. Even though you guys are still generational changes regardless. This year we're starting off new and we're starting off fresh. So this is actually my first time being back on Anchor since this year I started because I've been doing things live on YouTube now and that's probably how it's going to be. I will probably only use this platform this year for personal words that we are in need of. Now this morning, this evening, this afternoon, once again, whatever time frame you will be hearing this word from um I'm bringing it to you. Um, If I could be honest with you guys, my heart has been very inconsistently heavy all week because there has been so much that's been going on in the world. And it's been so much that's been going on in the world for a while now. But, you know, it's been a lot. And um, I just thought to come on here and release this word that the Father gave me and he keeps giving me um, to you guys. And I pray that you guys receive it. Um, I've given this word before, but I have titled it different titles. And I'm going to give this word again, but I'm going to do it differently this time. Normally, whenever I um, come on and give words, I try to pull it from a small scripture and that Holy Spirit have his course. But this time I'm going to be coming from a direct story in the Bible. So this is my first time doing something like this. So I pray that you guys bear with me. Okay. So before I go any further, um, of course, I want to give you guys the um, theme scripture. You guys know the theme scripture. The theme scripture has not changed. It is the same and it will continue to stay the same until the Father says otherwise. But the screen, our screen theme scripture, excuse me, is coming from, of course, 1 Peter's 2 and 9. And you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it quickly into your hearing this morning, this evening, this afternoon. Um, and it basically says, and this is coming from the King James Version, um, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a particular people that ye should salute for the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And as I always say when I read that, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I get excited every time I hear that word because God has truly brought myself. He has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So before we um, go forth, I want us to get excited. I want us to get hyped and I want us to go straight into prayer. And then after that, we're going to begin I'm going to begin to allow Holy Spirit to teach this message because I can't teach it only Holy Spirit can teach it because I believe that there are some things that the Holy Spirit wants to say even throughout this word right here that he wants you to hear this word has come at an important time because someone needs to hear this word they need to hear it. they need to be encouraged they need to, they need to be empowered amen we need it so Father, I thank you. Oh, God, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise for this is the day that you have made. And Father, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, God, I worship you. You are the lover of my soul. And I bless your name. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that as I begin to minister, that not only will I be encouraging those that need this word, but I will be encouraging myself God, I pray that you would hide me behind your cross. 
and that the listener, the believer, the intercessor, the worshiper, the psalmist, the choirs, the, the, the praise teams, the, the five-fold, anyone in leadership um, positions, which we are all leaders, that they will hear what you are saying, that they will not hear my voice, but that their spiritual ears will become open, sensitive, and active to what you are saying in the spirit. And God, I pray, Father God, because I don't know how to teach this word. I can only teach this word by Holy Spirit. So I ask that Holy Spirit will take over. Holy Spirit will control my mouth and will speak through me exactly what you want to say. God, let us hear you today because we need a word from you. So Father, I give you glory. I give you praise. And I give you the honor that, Lord, you will get the glory out of this. That it's just not another word that I'm putting out there. But that is a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, of a word that charges us, and a word that sets us free. So, God, I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. And as they always say in the church, let the church say amen. So I pray that you guys are doing well on this Wednesday. It's been a minute since I've done um, midweek um, Wednesday um, words of encouragement. Um, it, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that is changing, you know, concerning you know the new name and the podcast change, and that's all good. Because in this season, I don't really know what the Father is doing. I'm not really expecting on doing too many podcasts. It's whatever the Father says. If the Father tells me to come on and release the word, that's what I'm going to do because I don't know what to expect. But I know that God has it in control. So today, and one thing that I do want to encourage you, listener, you believer, you that will be listening to this is whenever I either go live on YouTube or whenever I come on here, um, audio for personal words, to encourage your heart personally, I want to encourage you to take out a pen and a paper and begin to write down notes. Because as I always share, half of the stuff that I teach on and talk on, everything that comes out of my mouth, it's not even written. It's Holy Spirit that's talking, not me, because I don't know this stuff. Only he does. So, and I got to give credit to him because all credit goes to him. Because we don't know nothing without the Spirit of the Lord. We can't do anything. We can't teach. We can't preach. We can't pray. We can't lay hands. We can't do nothing without him. So um, I encourage you to do that. I, I, I really, really do. So, but anyways, let's get straight on into it. Um, the word of God, the, the word that the father gave me that I saw, um, and I actually seen this when I was scrolling through um Internet trying to find encouragement because those of you that know me that have my personal number knows that I always send out encouragement Monday through Friday. And I do. And so I was on the line of Judah motivational words concerning God. And I came across this one that I, you know, sent out to people, which was called Never Give Up. And as soon as I saw that, it sparked something in me. This was this is what the father was saying, you know, and so today I've given it before I've given it a second time. But today I'm going to give it again, but it's going to be taught differently. Um, So um, and like I said, the word, the encouragement that I want to leave with you today is never give up, never throw in the towel, never abandon your position, never forsake your relationship with God. Never give up. Never give up. And I want to come from the story of a faithful servant in the Bible. His name is Job. His name is Job. You know, believe it or not, you know, I've always gotten, and I'm pretty sure you guys have noticed this whenever I, you know, whenever I would teach on here, um, I would always get a lot and I would always get 
um, Joe mixed up because I thought that Lot was Joe, but I thought that Job was Lot, but I've confirmed it that Job is Job. Um, and you guys know what I mean when I read his story. Um, and Lot is Lot. And, you know, if I ever read Lot, you'll understand. So basically, um, I want to go ahead and start reading. Um, and this FYI, if I mess up any words, please forgive me. You know, even though King James Version Bible is accurate, sometimes the words in the book can be a little, you know, <laughs> but glory be to God. So anyways, um, the book of Job chapter one, um, it basically tells us and it says there was a man in the land of Yuza, and I and I pray I say these words right. And again, like I said, if I say I'm wrong, please forgive me. Which name was Job? And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and slew evil. Basically, meaning he ran away from evil. He wanted nothing to do with evil. So let's put it that way. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance. Also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. Everyone, everyone his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And his sons, already read that, excuse me, y'all. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were going about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt sacrifices according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job constantly. We go to the next portion of this book where it says Satan um, permits to tempt Job. And this is where I want to go. Um, Another thing, I will be skipping around a little bit um, because I'm not going to read the whole entire book of Job. I am going to be skipping around, but I did think to read Job and his background. I thought that that was very um, important to read. So let's go to verse 6. Verse 6 tells us, Now there was a day when the Son of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also amongst them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hence cometh thou, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and Wants nothing to do with evil. I'm going to put it that way. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for now? Hence not thou made in which about him, and about his house, and about all he hath in every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance and increase in the land. Verse 11 But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Y'all hear that? He will curse 
due to that faith. This is basically Satan telling the son of God that if you take everything away from Job, Job would curse the son of God. Job would curse God. That's basically what Satan is saying in this scripture right here. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he has is in thy power only upon himself, but not forth then hand. So Satan went um, forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a message messenger unto Joe and said the ox were plowing the asses um, feeding aside them and the sea beans fell upon them and took them away yea they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword and I only am escaped alone to tell thee and please forgive me if I'm not making any sense with how I'm reading this but you guys know the word while he was yet speaking there came also another and said the fire of God is fallen the fire of God is fallen from the heaven and burnt up the sheep and the servants and consumed them and I only am escaped alone to tell thee while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chilabines made out three bands and fell upon the and have carried them away. Yea, these and servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he yet, while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, "Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead." And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job rose and went his mantle and his head and fell down upon his ground and worshipped. Y'all see that? Basically what that's saying is, wow, people are coming to Job and telling Job everything that is going on. Whether it's with the land that God has given him or even with his sons and daughters. What did Job do? Job fell down, verse 20 says, and worshipped. He worshipped the father. 21 says, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return withering. The father gave, and the father hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all his and in all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Y'all hear that? I'ma say it again. Verse 21 and 22. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return back. Then the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all his Job and all of this Job sin not, nor charge God foolishly. Basically saying, guys. That in all that had happened and took place suddenly, immediately, Job never once cursed cursed God, blasphemed the Holy Spirit, none of those things. 
He continued to pursue God. He continued to worship God. He did not give up. That's basically what that word is, Satan. And then as we go to the second part of this, where it says, Satan, second request of God. Chapter 2 basically says, Again, there was a day when the Son of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came um, also amongst them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From which um, comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and for the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that thou is none like him in all the earth, a perfect and an upright one that feared him? And of course, Job took no part in evil. And still behold fast his integrity, although thou moveth me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to his face. And I believe in this scripture right here, Satan was basically, you know, charging God to cause, I guess, sickness to come upon Job. And that when sickness come upon Job, Job would curse, Job would blaspheme and disrespect the name of the Lord. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in in thine hands, but save his life. Basically, God told Satan that you could do whatever you want to do to Job. Do whatever you want to do to Job. But what you cannot do is kill him. And see, this is the thing with us as people of God. The enemy cannot give life nor can the enemy take our life unless we give him power to do so. He has no power over us, but we give him the power to have power over us. Enemy can't touch us. The enemy cannot mess with us. He can't because of who we are and whom we belong to. Isn't that something? But we give him power. And then I'm going to and I'm just going to go ahead and continue to um 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 just hit Chapters, um, boom, boom, boom. So, as you guys know, as we continue to read and and talk through the story of Job, sickness came upon Job, but Job did not give up. Job did not throw in the towel. Job did not blaspheme or disrespect or curse the name of the Lord. Even his wife wanted him to do it. Even his friends wanted him to do it. And I want to say this as a sidebar, be careful in this season. And this is something that I am learning as life goes on. Everybody that you call your friend is not your friend. Everybody that you call family is not your family. Everybody that you think you're cool with at your job is not really rooting for you. You have to be very careful Whom you have in your life, especially if you are a believer, especially if you are a believer. You can't just have any and everybody in your house. You can't have any and everybody in your car. You can't have any and everybody in your space. I'm getting to the place in my life where whenever I'm going through stuff and I reach out to friends, I don't want them to say, you know, Oh, Lord. Oh, what's going on with you? Oh, what's up? Oh, you always got something going on. Oh, I'm going to do this to you in a playful way or that to you in a playful way. I'm coming to the point in my life where I want friends that either that either encourages me or pray for me or call me and pray with me on the phone. Because I'm coming to a place in my life, guys, where I don't want 
to tell everybody what's going on with me. You have to be very careful who you share your business with and whom you tell things to. You can't tell everybody everything. When it comes down to spiritual stuff, I have a certain people that I talk to about spiritual stuff. I don't talk to everybody about spiritual things. Most of the situations that I go through are spiritual. I don't go and tell everybody what's going on with me. Why? Because if you go and tell your your Facebook friends, your TikTok friends, they're going to expect you to give up. They're going to want you to give up. Why? Because they don't want you to excel or to succeed in life. They don't. They want you to fail. They want you to fall. You have to. I have to. What I've done is I have learned how to categorize those that are in my life. People that I could go to to talk to on a spiritual letter le- level. And then I have those that I just talk to about regular situations that frustrates me and aggravates me. You can't go and tell people everything that is going on with you. You cannot. And you can't. Sometimes you got to go through things in secret. But when you go through things in secret, still make sure. And I encourage you to just make sure that you have certain people in your life that you can talk to. Because sometimes the father does not always speak to you. He will have a, you will sometimes have to open up the word of God. Sometimes you may have to cut on the TV and listen to someone preach. And God may reveal something in that preach word on YouTube or on Facebook. Or sometimes God may give you a word through your leaders or another leader that you listen to. God speaks in different ways. Some of you as dreamers, God will speak to you through your dreams. God will speak to you through a song. God will speak to you in different ways. But in order for you to hear the word of God, in order for you to be able to receive what the Father wants you to receive, you have to be open. You have to be open. You have to be open to it, to the truth, because the Father doesn't give lies. He doesn't tell you lies. He tells you the truth. And sometimes we don't want to hear the truth, but we have to hear the truth. There are days and times, and I'm going to get back to it, but there are days and times when I have continuously hear the Father say, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up, my child. Don't give up, my son. Don't give up. Don't give up. And I'm sitting there like, Father, Father, oh, Father, you're saying don't give up. But I got this going on. I got that going on. This ain't going right. I'm not seeing the promises that you have made. But I continue to hear the Father say, don't give up. The reason why the Father is saying don't give up because he don't want us to give up on him because he won't give up on us. The Father knows the attentions of our hearts. He knows what we want. He knows that we're getting tired of of practicing a lifestyle or we're practicing drugs or we're practicing alcoholism. He knows that we're getting tired of it. Even though we continue to put ourselves in those situations, God knows that we want healing. God knows that we want deliverance. God knows that we want freedom. One thing that you have to learn how to practice, and this is something that my pastors told me, you have to continue to declare it. Know that it's already here. You have to see it before you see it. That means if you go to church and they sing songs like free indeed, you have to sing it, but sing it knowing that you are already free indeed. That means you're declaring. Don't you understand that these songs that you are singing are not just songs that these artists are just all of a sudden writing out just to have a song? These are prophetic songs. These are prophetic utterances. These are prophetic declarations that you are making over your life. That even though right now I'm not in a place of freedom, I'm getting there. It's happening. It's coming. But you got to have a type of spirit that Job had. 
That Job says, despite what's going on around me, despite the families that I, the, 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 the kids that I lost and the land that I got, I'm not, and, 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 I, and I'm experiencing sicknesses, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in a towel. I'm not going to let go into the Father blesses my soul. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to depend on God because if he said it, then it is settled. You guys need to learn to have a, if he said it, it is settled type of praise. And no matter what's going on around me, I know that glory is coming after this. I'm going to share this with you. And this is my personal testimony. There has been a, there, there has been a change that has happened in my life has been last year I would get on these podcasts I would get on these lives I would go to church pretending like I would have it like like I had it all together knowing good and darn well I hated myself I wasn't happy with myself I would literally beat myself up and there were only certain people that I would go to and talk about how I truly felt. But others never knew what was going on with me because I hid it. And one thing about me, I was good at pretending. I was good at hiding my true feelings. You guys don't know how much damage I did to myself mentally and spiritually. I, spiritually, I would speak death to my future. Because every time I would mess up, every time I would be getting caught in sin, I never encouraged myself. I did not know what encouraging myself was. God would have to constantly remind me, don't you give up. Don't you dare give up. Don't you throw in the towel. I would not want to go to church. You cannot leave the church. He would continuously tell me that. And even though I didn't want to hear the voice of God, I fear God, so I continue to be persistent even when I did not want to be persistent. In the beginning of the year of 2024, I made a conscious decision that I was going to learn to accept the validation of God's love for me and his acceptance for me. And may I tell you, that ever since this year has started, I have never had a moment of a breakdown. I have never had a moment where I've dealt with depression. I have never had a moment where I thought about committing suicide. I never had a moment when I wanted to give up. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had days. I had my moments. But I quickly got out of those moments. As soon as I got into those moments, I quickly got out of those moments. Because I would continue to hear the father say, don't give up. Don't you dare give up. Don't give up. Don't you dare give up. When I tell you God is serious about his people, he is serious about you and me. We serve a jealous God. He is serious about you and me. He is serious about our problems. He is serious about the mental disorders that we fight with daily. He is serious about us. He doesn't want us to harm ourselves. The enemy wants you to kill yourself, brother. The enemy wants you to kill yourself, sister, because he knows that you are powerful. He knows that you have the power of God inside of you. He knows who you are. That's why he wants you to harm yourself. He wants you to kill yourself. He wants you to end it. Because if you end it, there will be a less one person he has to worry about. But I want to encourage you on today as you're listening to this podcast. The one thing that Lot had, he was persistent with God. In this season, in this 2024 season, you must be persistent with God. Another thing that he had, he had great faith. He trusted in God. I don't care how it looks. I don't care what it feels like, what it seems like. I don't care if your back is against the wall. You must increase your faith. You must trust in God. Another thing, you cannot give up. You cannot give up. You have come too far to give up. 
God has brought you this far. God will never leave you nor forsake you. That is what his word says. And another thing, another side note. Be careful who you tell your business to. You can't share everything with everybody. Even when your testimonies start coming. Don't share your testimonies with everybody. Don't do it. Another thing, prophesy. 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 In this season, prophesy. Prophesy your deliverance until it takes place. Prophesy your healing until it takes part until it takes place. Prophesy your breakthrough until it takes place. The following is saying prophesy. You don't have to be in the office of a prophet to not prophesy. To prophesy is what I'm meaning. God has given you the ability to prophesy. Go to go to Joel's prophecy. Go to Joel's prophecy. What does it say? In the last days, the Father shall pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Not just men, but women too. The Bible also says, and it continues to say, your son shall see visions and dream dreams. Your daughter shall see visions and dream dreams. And they shall prophesy in my name. Just paraphrasing it. That means that God has given us the ability to prophesy in his name. You don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. We all have the gift of prophecy. And even if you don't have the gift of prophecy, God, could, you can still prophesy in his name. Because he has given you the ability to prophesy. So prophesy. Prophesy. Prophesy your healing. Prophesy your deliverance. Prophesy your breakthrough. Don't run to no prophet. And I'm not speaking against prophets. I'm all for prophets. I'm all for prophecy. But you don't have to run to prophets for everything. The Bible, the word of God is prophecy. It's prophecy. God has called you to be a prophet. Even if you're not walking in the office of a prophet, you are a prophet. You are a prophet to your family. You are a deliverer to your family. And to nations. Begin to prophesy. Don't be like Job's friends. When they told him to curse God. Don't be like. Job's wife, when Job's wife told him to curse God, don't do it. Don't do it. As you see, as we continue to go on in the word of God with Job, Job did not curse God nor one time. He questioned God, but he didn't. He didn't curse God. It's okay to question God. But grandma said, don't do it. But mama said, nope. It's okay to question God sometimes. It's okay. And as you see, because Job was steadfast and immovable, which is another point, God began to allow double to take place. See, when you begin to trust God, the more... When you begin to depend on God, the more when you begin to lean not on your un, your own understanding, but to lean on God's understanding. And if you don't give up, God will add. He will add. He will multiply and he will multiply. He will give you double for your trouble. He will give you double for your trouble. And as you see in the book of Job. Job's faithfulness, Job's steadfastness, by Job not cursing God, he gave God double, and God gave him double. And what I mean by Job gave God double, when it came down to his worship, his praise, 
and his posture. Never give up. Never give up. To my brother out there that's listening. That have made it to the end of this word. Don't you dare give up. To my sister out there. Who's probably by herself. Because that guy. That, 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 that got you pregnant. He left. So you don't know if you can do it anymore. But the father is saying, don't you dare give up. Don't give up. Never give up. For you brother, for you sister that don't know if you're going to get free. From the lifestyle. From sexual immorality. From perversion. From alcoholism. From drug addiction. Because it birthed in your family. Don't you give up. Keep. Being persistent. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Keep believing, as the song says. Don't let anxiety take you out. Don't let depression take you out. Don't let anything that's not like God take you out. You take it out in Jesus' name. And one thing I want to encourage you, yes, we know in the body of Christ, there's so much that is going on that ain't even godly. Don't put your eyes on that. Pray about it. Put it in the hands of God. You keep your eyes on God and God alone. Be like Job. Be a Job Example. Be like Job. He never gave up. He never threw in the towel. He never cursed the father. But through all of it. And the question is, Job went through all that. How he didn't trust, how, how, how he didn't cuss God out? Because Job knew that there was greater coming. He knew that there was greater after that. And he knew that if God take it away, he would add. He would add. He would add. He would add. And he would add. And that, did that not what God did? And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to add. You've been experiencing depression for a long time. You've been, ex- you've been going through for a long time. And you want to give up. But you can't. You can't. I want to give up. But I can't. Holy Spirit won't let me. And I don't want to. Because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. The Word of God encourages us by saying... Place every burden, every care, every anxiety. Lay it at the altar. Just paraphrasing it. Because he cares. Lean not on your own understanding. But give it to God. Because he cares. You've been asking. God, do you care about me? Do you love me? Are you still there? He cares about you. He loves you. Sometimes God has to do things for a reason. Because he's doing something big. Everything that God does, he does it for a reason. And he knows what we need. His intentions are always meant for our good. Never for our bad. So I want to tell you, unbeliever that may come across this, God loves you. How? Because the word of God encourages us that he died on the cross for our sins, for your sins. He's married to the backslider. He's married to the fornicator. Not saying that God, and I'm not, when we say these things, we're not saying that 
well, God is a fornicator. God is an adulterer. God is a, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what we are saying. He loves you. He came for you. Yes, he loves his believers. Yes, he's going to do for his believers. But he, he mainly came for you. Because he loves you. He wants to show you a love that no man can show you. And that's exactly what he wants to do. That's what we mean when we say that. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, you are a chain breaker. Oh my shadabaya. Zeke ando roshakatalaba di osiki andelebe ki atanamando shatai. Ora basiki anamando rasheke televe ki ananamando shataya. Zeke televe ki ananamando shiki alaba koto roshataba kea. Zakara bakura basiki ananamando shedeve ki atalaba sundaya. Father, we call on the chain breaker in this moment. Chain breaker. Show yourself, reveal yourself. Break every chain of low self-esteem. Break every chain of depression. Break every chain of suicidal thoughts, ideas, imaginations, practices. Even if they look it up on on, on YouTube or on Facebook or on the internet, break it in Jesus' name. Lord God, we break it. God, give us the strength that we need. Give us that Breakers anointing. Give us that strength. Our strength cometh from you. Your word tells us, and when we look to the hills from which cometh our help, it comes from you. You are our helper. The one my brothers are out here trying to commit suicide. My sisters out here, they want to end it all. But God, we break those contracts. God, help them to speak life to their situation. Help them to speak life to what's going on around them. Help them to learn how to use their gift, Lord. Some of them are intercessors and don't even know that they're intercessors. But God, help them to come into a place of intercession. When they kneel before you. God, help us to pray in our heavenly language. Some of us have the gift and the utterance of tongues and we don't even pray in tongues. But God, help us to pray in tongues. Let this be a year. Let this be a season where we don't pray in English in our own understanding, but that we will pray in the supernatural. We will pray in tongues. Because when we pray in tongues, there are benefits. It edifies us. It strengthens us. The enemy don't know what we're praying when we pray in the Holy Spirit. Help us to pray in the Holy Spirit and help us to not care who Got something to say about it, how it may make us look, or how it sounds. Let us not be concentrated on how it sounds. Help us to pray in the Spirit, Father. And let us be persistent in praying in the Spirit. So, God, I thank you that you're breaking every weight and every chain that that you have never caused us to carry. Lord God, I pray that my brothers and sisters will open up your word. And they will be fed. I pray that my brothers and sisters will share their business with everybody. But that they will discern who they can talk to. And who not to talk to. For God, I give you glory. God, I give you praise and I bless your name. For what you are doing in this time and in this season and in this moment. God, I pray that true revival will happen. That true revival will take place. That true revival will begin to spring up. That true revival will happen. It shall happen. And I pray that even when true revival takes place, that you will revive your intercessors. Your psalmist. Your pastors. Your evangelists. Your ministers. Your prophets. Your apostles. Your bishops. The musicians even. The choirs, the deacons, the ushers, the church mothers, the elders, 
that you will revive them to a degree, Father God, that every day will be like Sunday to them, Lord, that they will be like the Africans and the Jamaican Christians, that once they get into your presence, they don't want to leave. They want to stay there. That they will stay in your presence as long as you want them to. That they won't be so quick to move. That they won't be so quick to leave it. And that they will not leave your presence until you release them with a word. Lord God, help us to be like the old intercessors. That will stay at your altar sweating and spitting and crying out. Until we leave with a word from you. We're getting out of position We're leaving our posts because we can't handle the backflash, the retaliation. But God, help us to wake up. Help us to arise. Help us, Father God, to be who you have called us to be, Father God. And God, yes, we have sinned. 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 And we constantly keep sinning. And some of us are sinning and we don't even care. Not knowing, not understanding that we will have the answer to that if we don't repent and turn away from it. We can't come into your presence any kind of way. So God, help us, Father, to pray the sinner's prayer. But help us, Father God, to repent, walk out our repentance, to do what you say do. And to not participate in sin. You didn't die on the cross for us to be slaves to sin. You died on the cross so that we could be free. And even if we don't feel like we're free. Help us to declare our freedom. Give us 2020. Give us 2020 vision, Father. I remember one of the pastors at my church, he was preaching a word, 2020 vision, but still blind. And that's where most of us are at right now. But God, I pray that you will open our eyes to see that we will be like Lot. So Father, I give you glory. Father God, I give you praise. And I honor you, Lord God, that we will use our gifts That our gifts will be active 24-7, not just on Sundays, not just during Holy Convocation, not just during prayer services, not just during Bible study, but our gifts are active. That intercessors are always praying every hour. That we're calling on the name of Jesus we got to anoint our houses, Father God. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, Father, I give you glory. Father God, I give you praise and I bless your name. And I honor you. And I decree and I declare in this very moment that your sons and daughters shall be saved shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not the counterfeit, but the actual, true Holy Spirit. That they will begin to see dreams, dream dreams, see visions, and prophesy. Cast out demons. Cause blind eyes to see. And that when they become free, that they are free indeed, and they will walk with their head held high. And that they will not have a taste for sinful desires. I even decree and declare, Father God, that they will be all about your business. That they will be all about the Jesus movement. That they will not be moved by what may come. But that even in those stormy moments, that will cause them to be in a posture of prayer that that will cause them to be in a posture of worship even the more that they will not let go until you bless their souls father god i decree and i declare 
that every man that is even born out of their mother's womb, father, will not be deceived by the world and by the things of this world or come under subject to the law of this world. That yes, they will be obedient to the authority that you have put placed on this planet, on this world, in this realm, but that they will, Father God, know you as their Lord and Savior and come running to you, Father. I decree and I declare, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that every brother will not be subdued to gang violence, gun violence, robbery, robbery, murder, anything, Lord God, that may keep them from living the life that you have called them to live. And I even pray that same prayer over the women, Lord God, that they will not come due to or come subject to prostitution, rape, molestation, having to sell their body to live, but that they will, Lord God, trust in you, Father God, that there will be no brothers or no sisters young brothers and sisters in the jail or in the Lord God prisons in the name of Jesus. So Father, I give you glory, I give you praise, and I give you all the honor. And for those of you, as we get ready to close this um, 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 word, I want you to declare some declarations and some prayers, scriptures. Luke 4, 18 and 19, declare this with me. The spirit of the Lord is upon, say your name. Because he has anointed, say your name. To bring good news to the poor. He has sent, say your name. To proclaim release to the captives. And to recover of sight to the blind. The oppressed set free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the reason why I said say your name is because I want you to put your name in that scripture. You're, you're prophesying the word of God over your life. You're speaking the word of God over your life. Make this a daily declaration. My household walks in total victory. Joshua 24 and 15 says, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2, but we're going to skip down and we're going to say, I shall present my body. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God for reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Psalms 139, 14 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Psalms 118 and 16 says, faith over fear. And declare these other declarations with me. It basically says, I am healed. You're prophesying. I am delivered. I am redeemed. I will be holy. I will be righteous. I am no longer bound again. Meaning I am no longer in chains. I am anointed. Tell yourself that. I am loved by God. I am fearfully made in the image of God. Jesus loves you. I am not a failure. I will obey God. And the last thing, I will stay at the feet of Jesus. So I pray that you have been encouraged. By now, you should be charged by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for taking out the time to listen to this recording. And I pray that you go forth and be who God has called you to be. You're never alone. You're never alone. You are never alone. You're never by yourself. You are always surrounded by God. God is always covering you. God is always protecting you. And he loves you. He wants the best for you. 
And I just want to encourage you with that. But you be blessed. Go in peace. And allow the breaker, which is Jesus Christ, to do the breaking. All you got to do is trust the process. In Jesus' name, be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister.